Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Kirk Smith. I have a co-host here. Graham K. Hey everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. We are back. Good to hear your voice, buddy. It's been a bit. It's good to talk to you. It's been a long time. You're out in the high seas this week, huh? Again, I feel like all of our podcasts start the same. I haven't talked to you in a bit. <laughs> I'm on a boat. You're on a boat. What a life. What a life. Oh, yeah. I, I did have some uh, old friend reach out to me, uh, aunt, actually an aunt too. Like, are you on the ship that's off the coast of San Francisco? I was like, no, I'm uh, I'm not getting on a ship till Monday. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm. Yeah, it is the height of coronavirus, and you're getting on a ship. I'm on a ship. I've been on for two weeks. Everything's fine. I'm about to go into New York and ride the subways, baby. Yeah, I uh, I've been riding the subway like three times a day, but I have been washing my hands a lot. And uh, yeah. By the way, I don't know where you're connecting, but uh, every store here is out of Purell. So make sure you buy your hand sanitizer in Jamaica, wherever you're flying out of tomorrow, Graham. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't think I can. I, I have to check my luggage. Yeah, check I'd it. I'd rather though. die. I'd rather die of coronavirus than check my luggage. Than check so. a bag. I yeah. went to a local oh. bodega to get some Purell. Fourteen dollars. I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. They raised they raised the price. Yes. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. So New York. Oh man. Well, we've got the N95 masks, you know, like the cheap little masks that are usually like 3 for a dollar at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. $15 yeah. each. Okay. You guys. Great. You guys Christmas. are literally the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Just wash your hands. Wash your hands your a face. lot. And 6 million people were killed by car accidents last year, 10 million by the flu. And so far, I mean, every person who dies from Corona, it's a very sad. But so far, it's staggeringly less than car accidents. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you're, and it's older, very old people. I mean, hopefully our parents are okay. But, and uh, me. Hopefully I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, these, yeah wooden, sure. these wooden teeth. I hope they don't get, uh, get coronavirus. You got about, about three years left of being <laughs> somewhat young. Um, shall we get started? This is Comedian's Guide to Autism. I have a severely autistic 21-year-old son who I love very much. And Graham, tell us about your brother, Peter. Well, people already know uh, about Peter. He's, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. Uh, but, yeah, I just talked to Peter uh, today, and he is doing pretty well. He's still taking care of the dog. As my parents are snowbirds, they are in uh, South Carolina. And he's taking care of Peggy, and well, you know, there, uh, he called me, and I and, and and I was like, "How's it going?" He's like, "Oh, pretty good." You know, the the power's off in my apartment, and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah," and he's he, anyway. So how are you? I'm like, "What do you mean the power's off?" He's like, "Oh, well, um, I called the city. I have that in my phone, the pa- the uh, Ontario Hydro, and I called them, and they said." That there was a fire, and uh, and and I was like, okay, what else? He's like, that's it. And so I'm like, was there a fire in your building? I don't know, in the in the place. And I'm like, okay. Uh, oh you smell smoke? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. What do you think the fire the, the the power is gonna come back on? Are you cold in your apartment right now? How's the dog? He's like, dog's fine. It's not too cold. I talked to someone in the elevator, and they said the power should be back on by 8 p.m. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> That's great that he's right. not freaking out, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's calm as a cucumber. 
I'm freaking out. It just, you know, it's hard to get any facts. I'm like trying to dig for facts, and I realized that there's no facts. He has no facts. He didn't understand what they told him, but it was very cute that he called the he called, <laughs> called well, the I provincial. Well, I like that. He's got a little plan. People. Yeah, he's got a little plan. Yeah. He's got the number in there, so you know he can call. And well, that's all I would do. What am I gonna do? I'd call PG&E or whatever it is and say, "Hey, what's going yeah. on?" Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so he's a. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be alive tomorrow, and we'll, you know, at least everything should be fine. <laughs> but it's cold in Canada. It's cold in Ottawa. You don't want to not have power. Um, yeah, for sure. But but the power but is gas, right? It's not electric. I mean, the uh, heat's gas, not electric, right? I don't know. I wouldn't think it'd be electric I heat. That can't be. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be gas or I oil. Know? All right. What okay. I well, I don't know. You're more of a man than I am. I have no idea how <laughs> things work. <laughs> You're definitely more of a Canadian than I am, so uh, <laughs> I have no idea how it works. In what does that mean? Canada. Well, I don't know how heat works in Canada, but when I lived in Connecticut, everybody had oil. It's like you have an oil tank in your basement, and it's like you have a furnace. Oh. and So, yeah, the electricity well, goes off. Like it doesn't a, matter. He lives in a giant apartment building. Well, in a giant like apartment building, you probably have a, yeah, you have a boiler. So the boiler would still be working, so you still have heat. You have a radiator, right? So your radiator is still kicking out that heat. I yeah, would think I, I would think it's unrelated because electric heat's very expensive. So that and oh, it's okay. not, yeah, it doesn't usually make sense. Well, that makes me feel better. He'll be fine. <laughs> but I don't know what he. I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know what the heck that guy's gonna do all night. He can't watch oh, his YouTube videos. No YouTube. Yeah. Well, one night of comic books is okay. Maybe on his phone. I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell him. I'll call him back so you can watch. But then his phone's gonna die. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, true. He needs his phone for him. He needs his phone for tomorrow because. My aunt and uncle are going to come. Yeah, but if the power comes back on at 8, he'll, it'll work. Yeah. All right, I'll text him. I'll tell him. I won't text him. He won't, doesn't understand text. I'll call him. I've tried to teach him text many times. He does not. He was just, he ref, just ref, he's like my mother. He refuses to learn technology. <laughs> refuses. He's picked up a lot of things from my parents. You know, you oh, think, who's, well. Who's, good. Huh? Sorry. He just can't. Like my mom, he, will, he just refuses to be taught anything, refuses technology, very stubborn, and like my father, he can't say I love you. So, you know, there, <laughs> there are things. <laughs> so, so he's right right inside the bell curve. Makes sense. Makes uh -huh. sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's Pete. He's doing good. He's doing he's doing great. I can't complain. Very lucky. It um, is interesting. Uh, when I was in Australia, there was I was in a uh, public bathroom, not to brag, in, at a uh, <laughs> at the library in uh, Manly Beach, I had a gig that night. And I had to jump into the restroom, and there was a I, I went in the restroom, and there's a lady yelling into the bathroom. She's like, "Robert, are you okay?" I can't do Australian accents, but it's like, "Robert, are you okay?" Or I don't know, whatever. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And so I was like, "Okay, that's whatever." You know, maybe it's an older guy, but it was uh, it was a it was a, it was a disabled person, and there was a whole. There's a whole back and forth, and this older lady coming in the men's bathroom, and it was a, it was very um, touching, and that the, the people were I don't know I felt like compassionate and didn't it was a considering how tough of an experience it was it was um, a good experience, and I tried to to help the you know he's in here he's in the stall number two and. And they're like having a conversation through the door. And he's like, I don't need help. But he clearly needed help. Mm -hmm. And it was like a whole. It's interesting when you know what to look for. I'm like this. I think this man clearly has uh, uh, autism and a few. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a few things, a few things going on. 
Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Very oh, interesting. I can, I, can, I can spot it. I'm sure a lot of you listeners are the same way. I can spot it from a mile away. Yeah, there's a kid who comes into the Dunkin' Donuts near my new apartment every day. He comes in with them not loud yelps. Whoop! And the lady watching him is like, all right, settle down, settle down. Ooh, he's like, whoop. He does his whoop sound. And nice. uh, it's really cute. It's really cute. They came and kind of sat close by, and she's like, ah, I'm sorry. That's, and I'm like, that's fine. I have a son that's very similar noises, very similar noise. Um, yeah, it was really uh, really cute. Oh, yeah. You know you know when uh, you, you uh, especially parents, and they're like, they like, oh, they apologize for their um, child with autism. And, uh, and, you get, and I love just going, don't worry. My brother is the exact same. Has this? He he he. Uh, he uh, like I won't say has autism because I don't know if their per- child has exactly what that the diagnosis what, is. Whatever yeah. their diagnosis, but you know what I mean. It's just the yep. same can of worms. You know, I just let them know. My brother also. Um, I don't say disabled. I forget what I say, but I make it. I make it. I make. I let it be known, and then they're just like they're the um, the relief in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, I agree. They know that they are not ruining my day. Yeah, yeah. You know that I get it. I, I'm somebody who gets it. Makes me feel good. I always think about this time I was waiting tables, and this this couple was out with their disabled child, and and I and they were like really concerned that I was you know I'm the waiter, and then they were embarrassed, and I was like, I, I was the kid. The kid really wasn't paying attention, and I was like, my brother has pretty severe autism don't worry i completely get it this was my entire youth and they're like oh <laughs> they just and then it had they had like a great dinner <laughs> they did not their demeanor changed perfectly it made it differently i mean it just made me feel a lot better but anyway um that's that's my week in review how yeah, about you what's going on with a, you it's everywhere when you look you know i was talking to a friend yeah. about this uh this week and she works for a company that I'm going to butcher this explanation, but basically they're trying to create AI, artificial intelligence, to detect if people are telling the truth about taking their um, experimental drugs. When they do experiments, like when they have clinical trials and they've got a new drug for cancer or whatever, and they, they need you to take it to see if it works, well, if you lie about taking it, it totally screws up the study. So like if you yeah, say apparently a lot of people in these a lot tests, of people lie, they sign up for these tests because they pay them a hundred bucks or whatever, and yeah. then they just end up not taking the pills, or they forget, or they and so yeah. as if you ask them as a person, there's all these little tells that like that they pause a long time before they answered. Like, did you take your pills? Right. And he pauses six seconds and looks at the ground and goes, "Yes, I did." He's probably lying. <laughs> Right. You know, so th- Those are all th- the tells together, but you know. <laughs> well, but there's a bunch of this, little tells. Yeah, and so they, they created this art. Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you tell it. Yeah, they. Uh, you know it because I told you off off air. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, how do you yeah. know my story? But uh, <laughs> they, they, they created this. Uh, they're trying to create artificial intelligence that that you can take it in front of a little computer and it'll tell you if you actually took it. So one of the things is. Did you take it? Yes. And they want to film you taking it and you have to open your mouth afterwards and move your tongue. Uh, It's gone down the hatch. So it watches you take it and then they film it and then they compare. They have a person watch the film and see if the AI is guessing correctly. And it's in, you know, it's in trials and and, and whatnot. And uh, anyhow, 
she was telling me that ironically they or not ironically they just happened to hire a company that has a lot of people with autism to watch these films and she was saying how great they are and she's like it's an incredibly boring job but they're really great at it and i hate doing it but they seem to do a good job at it and like it and basically they watch this film they decide they grade if you know did this person do this they go through a checklist did they look down did they pause this long did they and then they compare it to the AI's. So based on the checklist, did they tell the truth or a lie? And then they compare that to the AI's guess. And so they're kind of grading the AI. They're like being little computers, grading if the computers are lying. It's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is pretty interesting. I, yeah. I think it's fascinating. And it's encouraging and, and that I, there's like, yeah, jobs for people like that. Go ahead. Sorry. Jobs. Yeah. It's No, I'm just uh, backing you up on that. I completely, I love how that there is, uh, it's mutually bene beneficial, you know? Yeah. Um, so I did a little bit of research because we had asked your friend what uh, service they used to mm -hmm. hire those people with autism. Um, and she didn't know because it wasn't under her purview. Uh, but, and I don't know if this is the 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 site that they used or this the service they used, but I did a little bit of research and uh, there is a New York Times article about one of these uh, services, and it is called Divergent, D-A-I-V-E-R-G-E-N-T.com, D-A-I-V-E-R-G-E-N-T, Divergent.com, um, and that is a website that uh, helps link people with uh, autism and various disabilities with companies like that that would need uh, someone to do sort of data entry and stuff like that. The, uh, the uh, front page of the website, dayvirgin.com, says exceptional human intelligence for complex data tasks, data labeling, uh, annotation, and recruitment services. So there's a you want to you want to highlight that that, uh, that article you found, real quick. You don't have to read the whole article, but should we should we should we graze yeah, over sure. a little bit? Let's do it. Um, yeah, it says uh, it's again in the New York Times, and it says using technology to close the autism job gap. Um, adults in the autism spectrum often have difficulty finding employment. We know that. Um, Ba, ba, ba. This article is by uh, Ellen Rosen, by the way, and it was on October 24th of last year. Um, Brian Day was 24 when he promised his mother, who passed away less than two months later, that he would look out for his younger brother, Brandon, who is autistic. Brandon, 15 at the time, was receiving special education on social services and social services, but Mr. Day knew that by 22 his brother would phase out of the services and education provided by the state, something you're dealing with right now, aren't you, Kirk? That's it. In the autism community, we call that falling off the cliff, Mr. Day said. Um, like so many entrepreneurs inspired by personal experience, Mr. Day, uh, Mr. Day's concern for his brother ultimately became the genesis for a new business in uh, 2018, Mr. Day co-founded Divergent, a startup that is connecting tech companies with a pool of candidates on the autism spectrum. The company already has 20 corporate clients and has helped 75 people find work. There are about uh, 1,100 candidates in the Divergent pool. The employment rate for individuals on the spectrum, even for those who have finished college, is extremely low. 
Statistics vary, but according to Anne Rue, uh, a research scientist at A.J. Drexel Autism Institute at Drexel University, about 50% of those on the autism spectrum have had at least one job since high school, but that, uh, but, but often that job is a low-paying part-time position, kind of like my brother. Um, uh, for those with greater impairment, she added that 14% have employment in the community in which they live. Uh, it's not that their abilities are lacking, said David uh, Kieran, the director of adult services for the advocacy group Autism Speaks. Um, anecdotally, what we hear all the time is that aut autistic adults have the intellectual capability, but because of their challenges with social skills, they can't get unemployed. They can't get employment, which we all know as listeners to this podcast. Brandon Day, for example, can focus on detail-oriented, complex, competitive kinds of work that underline much of the data structure that go into artificial intelligence and machine learning. His brother said. Um, this article's almost over. Mr. Day, a data scientist. It's 17 pages, yeah. You can jump towards the end. If you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's almost over. Don't worry, folks. Uh, Mr. Day, a data scientist uh, and high school friend, Rahul Mahida, a data engineer. It's a pretty good team right there. Who has a autistic cousin, realized that there was no platform to pair those on the spectrum with companies looking for candidates who could work in data art and artificial intelligence. The corporate name, Divergent, is essentially uh, a portmanteau combining Mr. Day's name and neurodiversity, the term um, describing those individuals. We know what that means. Um, yeah, so that's the article. And um, that's the first time I've ever read portmanteau out loud. <laughs> and I feel pretty good for <laughs> nailing it the first time. Never even heard of that word. But uh, I, th I think we covered this. It is, yeah. Kids yeah. call it a mashup. We covered something similar to this because um, long-term listeners probably know about SAP and stuff. But I think it's uh, very necessary, and it's a long-term big issue that's not going to go away. And so it's it's encouraging to hear these uh, these little stories, as anecdotal as, as they yeah. can be. It's certainly something that we've covered before a couple times in this podcast, but it is uh, it's a different website, and it's more specific to uh, data entry and if you think your child could do that it might be something to look look into to that website divergent and uh, and again the numbers aren't fantastic it's like 75 out of 1100 yeah. have found jobs but it's something seven percent seven percent no it's not seven percent it's uh less than that yeah right. um do, do not do not quiz me on math did you see that thing on Twitter uh, yesterday where there were it was uh, the uh, like MSNBC newscaster talking to some think tank lady uh, and they were like they were they were quoting a tweet and about uh, uh, Bloomberg and they're like Bloomberg spent five hundred million dollars on his campaign. And with that money, there are 330 million Americans. And with that money, uh, he could have given each American a million dollars. And they were <laughs> like, that's a crazy <laughs> statistic. And they believed it. And they were like, they were like, it's amazing when you put it in those terms. And then they moved on. 
and everyone's like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen on TV." <laughs> and I, everyone's like, all the comments are like, "I can't believe they put this. Oh my god, that's so stupid." And I literally was like, "I don't see anything weird about it." I did not <laughs> have to sit down. I had to sit down and crunch the numbers in my own. It took me like a good like, two oh, minutes. Oh, a dollar! <laughs> I was like, oh, "Oh my god!" Everybody gets oh, a dollar. Man. Now I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'd, that's funny. Yeah. I crunched the numbers and it was like six thousand seven hundred dollars. He Bloomberg could have given each American. Well, hold on. Not if you spent five hundred million, five hundred million, and there's three hundred million Americans, it's closer to a dollar. <laughs> three hundred thirty yeah, million. Yeah, but three hundred thirty yeah. million times one is three hundred thirty million, and there's only five hundred, so it's one plus a little bit more. Because if it was two, it'd be six hundred million. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. We lost on, half I the have audience. No idea. Yeah. You could just say anything right now. It's I between one and two dollars each. Yeah. Well, it reminds so. me of this this other article we talked about real quick that we were gonna do. Uh, you don't look autistic, quote unquote. The reality of high functioning autism. Should we cover this one too? Do we have time? What do you think? Yeah, we got time. Okay, so here we go. This is by uh, also uh, in the Times, no, Washington Post, excuse me. And this is by uh, Christine Kondo. I have high-functioning autism, and this means that I usually don't look normal on the outside. But I'm here to tell you, sorry, this is, I have high-functioning, this means that I usually look normal on the outside, but I'm here to tell you I'm fundamental, fundamentally different on the inside. By the time I hit adulthood, I learned to hide my autism to avoid unintentionally upsetting or insulting neurotypical people, our word for non-autistic if I was standing next to you in an elevator, I would make small talk, smile, and you wouldn't even know I was autistic. For this purpose, this is purposeful and requires significant intellectual investment akin to taking an exam or solving a problem. I wish I could just shout from the rooftops. You have no idea how hard I'm working to appear this way. Some neurotypical people try to relate to autism by saying things like, I don't like large parties either, or I can't stand it when the TV is too loud. I have no doubt this is true, but these neurotypical type experiences are not my autistic ones. Uh, let me jump forward a little bit. Imagine having the acu acu acuity of your senses turned up to 11, meaning being keenly aware of every single element of your environment all the time, especially those you normally reflexively ignore. Imagine that every time you walk out your front door, it's like being forced to walk too close to a wall of spikes that constantly threatens to impale you. Then imagine that under this assault, you concentrate on maintaining an elaborate performance to relate to those around you while suppressing your natural mood your mode of speaking or acting. Before I learned how to do this daily, people would cringe from my blank face and my monotone speech and my impatient with normal pleasantries. If this sounds exhausting and demoralizing, it is. But in trying to explain it to neurotypical acquaintances, I'm often encouraged to just be myself. What they don't realize is how dramatically different that self is from the bubbly warm persona they know. If you're prepared for my taciturn way of taciturn, 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 Taciturn way of speaking and off-putting emotionless facial expressions. If you're prepared for the literal responses to small talk. I'm going to jump ahead because this article is long. Jump ahead to the end. Well, this is long. Okay. You're good at jumping ahead. If someone tells you they are autistic, it means they are under sensory, ass sensory assault while working unbelievably hard to appear normal to you. Please don't say, I would never... I've known you're autistic. This is not a compliment. It is a validation of a fake self at the expense of the real one. Instead, says, instead, say something like, that must take enormous effort. How can I make this easier for you? That would be much more appreciated. Or better yet, I have no idea what that must be like. Can you tell me more? I think this is interesting and always helps me 
reminds me because my son is nonverbal and it helps me to read articles like this because it reminds me to be patient because it's hard to know what he's experiencing. Sometimes he'll physically recoil or be upset when things aren't going smoothly, like when it's loud right. or there's too many people or, you know, he'll fold his ears over and like cover his own ears and like, so clearly it's having an effect on him and he's trying to diminish that effect. And so it's a, it's a good reminder. Have you, have you yeah, it certainly is. Yeah. I, 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 uh, am increasingly my brother as he ages, um, Sort of, you know, he doesn't really, growing up, he doesn't really look like he has autism, but as he's getting older, the way he it dresses... It becomes more pronounced, yeah. Per more pronounced, which is a good thing in some ways, but it makes him more vulnerable. Um, yeah, I agree. So it's it's a good and bad thing. The but clothes yeah, nice is often a, t a giveaway, too. Sorry, I talked over you. The clothes is oh, a giveaway, absolutely. I was just going to say. Yeah, for him, that's what the giveaway is. Yeah. Uh, and I and I and I think my brother's a handsome guy, but there is something about almost the way his he his face is. It, it's I I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to appear to be like insult my brother because I I love I love him. I love everything about him, and I want I don't, wouldn't want to change anything about him, honestly. But I think but it's the clothes and the haircut, bit. and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a little more than that, but but it's it's uh, it's enough that when he talks to some, he's it's, uh, maybe it's almost the perfect level because he can sort of walk around. First glance, you don't really see anything, but then you, if you really look at him, uh, you could you could tell. And obviously, he's like staring at the ground, talking to himself, and is it stemming? Is that what it's called again? Stim usually that? say yeah. Stim stimming, yeah. So yeah, like, stimu like yeah, stimulating, yeah. I think, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he stims and whatever. But uh, so maybe it's good because he's not like to a predator or something. Uh, you know, he doesn't. Sp he's n he doesn't sort of. Uh, he's not obvious. But it, when you know at the grocery store at the checkout, people are maybe a little more patient because they're forced to look at him and then realize right away. So maybe I'm lucky. In that. I don't know. So far, so good. Knock on wood. But uh, I was thinking while while we uh, while you were reading this article, it reminds me like, and again, I'm I realize that what I'm this is ironic because what I'm doing is exactly what she said she was annoyed with. Um, but I, it's like oh yeah, it's kind of like how she feels all the time, like how I feel when I uh, am introduced to a very pretty woman. <laughs> Just like oh my god, oh what do I say? What is my face doing? Everything's so bright. Oh no. <laughs> That's funny. Who am I? You're just screaming. Who am I? How do I act? <laughs> What's the best way for me to act right now? <laughs> just yell your name at her really loud. That's yeah, funny. yeah. <laughs> Leave I'm me alone. Graham, I'm Graham K. The music's really loud. Uh, there's yeah. there's oh, no yeah, music yeah. playing, sir. Sometimes I get this, like, when I, like, walk into a party or something and there's no <laughs> pretty women, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I can just relax. And the worst myself. part is you say that out loud Freak to the women out. that are, you say that out loud to the women that are there. Thank God there's <laughs> no pretty women here. 
<laughs> or you know what I mean? Like, like, or like everybody just stares at you like, what in the yeah. world is wrong with yeah. this guy? <laughs> no, I'm saying you're all uggos. It's great. Uh, no, no, you know, the pretty ones are taken. It's just the relief. Yeah. You just keep They're digging a hole. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, it's funny. Well, I think we did it. Uh, you back in New York this week? Yes, it's uh, don't forget, uh, guys, donate to patreon.com uh, slash autastic, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash autastic. Uh, donate. We, 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 we really need uh, your donations. <laughs> and I know maybe <laughs> you're thinking, uh, you know, we w- why, why, whatever uh, you can donate. It's, it's safe, secure. Um, it helps us keep this going. And, uh, yeah, so the donations are, you know, they, they, is it weird to say they're down? They're down a bit. I don't know. I think we had a, oh, they're way down. It's fine. But if yeah. you can't do that, I feel I, some people are like in a tough spot and it's like, this is your, your priorities should be your kids and your loved ones. And so I understand you can though, share us, write a little review on Apple podcasts or Podbeam. beam. That's free. To this. We really appreciate it's free. Like us on social media, come see a live show. Uh, yeah, yeah, my name is Kirk Smith. Oh. I'm on Instagram, all the things. Go ahead, Graham. What's up? I was gonna say I had, we had uh, I just my recent uh, club dates I had in uh, D.C. and Seattle. Um, we had uh, and in Pennsylvania had a bunch of uh, autastics come out. Had a bunch of um, you listeners, and uh, I appreciate we appreciate I really appreciate the support. It was awesome to see you. Thank you so much. That's awesome. I do have a new podcast coming out, guys, called Wait What? Spanish-English podcast. Uh, if you're interested in learning Spanish, it's going to be in Spanish in English. And uh, I don't want to tip my head too much more, but uh, check it out. It's going to be called wow. Wait What? And uh, it's with me, Kirk Smith, your friend here. Shouldn't it be Wait K? Uh, it's going to be Wait What? And then Como Que? But I didn't know if uh, you guys would get that Spanish part. But, uh, yeah, that's what it's going to be. Two names, two names. That's great, man. All right. Maybe well, I can come on and not understand a thing. <laughs> you can come on talk and I'll translate for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, mi amigo, cuando una entra una mujer muy bonita, se asusta y dice, ¿Qué homo está haciendo mi cara? ¿Qué estoy diciendo? Just translate the parts you said about pretty women in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a novella. <laughs> When I do speak Spanish, it does look a little bit like an American actor has been dubbed for Telemundo. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like six two blue eyes and Spanish, perfect Spanish. It's kind of weird. All right, Guys, I think we uh, did it. Uh, yeah, we did it. Also, I'm going to be opening for Nate Bargatze in Pennsylvania and uh, Maryland. You can go to NateBargatze.com. Um, he's huge uh, comedian. He's got a Netflix special. He's a, a clean very comedian, very too. So if you, c- you can watch it with the kids, watch it with family. It's on Netflix. You can should be a fan of Nate Bargatze. I'm opening for him, and it's theaters. So uh, if you want to come check it out, le- uh, go to natebargatze.com. One of the best comics working I'll right now, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. He's on. Yeah. He's 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 getting famous. I am going to be there the 11th, uh, 12th, 13th, and 14th. That is Wednesday to Saturday, and uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania, Wilkes Bear, I believe, and. Some other places. All right, that's it for me. That's it, guys. Have a great week. You can do it.